What's up, guys? Welcome to the Lazy Boy QBs podcast. I'm your co-host, Chad Larson. Joining me as he does each and every episode for episode 101. Um, kind of a perfect number because we are in free agency 101 right now, the very basics of it. Joining me to talk about it as he does every time, Jonathan Ryder. Johnny, how are you, boss? Uh, Mr. Chad, El Comandante Chad, I am doing outstanding, uh, but it is free agency. I'm not very happy about it so far, uh, but we're going to talk all about it, man. Yeah, no, definitely a lot to get into. We're going to be breaking down some teams, some straight-up signings. Boss, before we do all that, though, let's get into our shout-outs, and then we can talk about the big stuff. 305-757-954-561-336-301. We salute you. Did I miss anybody? Yes, I did. 786. I almost left the 786 out, Damn. Chad. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I definitely wouldn't have caught that. You know, I always feel bad if you would have said if you would have asked me and then I would have said, nah, we're good. And then before you know it, we got the 786 chirping at us. Did you, uh, you made sure to include our newest member, right? Green Bay or whatever? The, the 920? No, yeah. they already got their shout out. Oh, they're just know. getting one? I mean, I, I, to, I, I don't know. They're me, honorary. To me, once, you, once you're to the point where you're getting a shout out, that means we kind of want you to stay in the fan base. Gotcha. You know, we kind of we want to keep you there. So, uh, so Green Bay, Cheeseheads, you know, su- salute to you guys. All right, 920. 920, I got you. I include y'all next time. All right, all right. Uh, glad we glad we got that out of the way. Um, boss, like we said, we got a lot to get into. We're going to go teams first. Let's just get into it, man. Let's talk Dolphins because, you know, they have been one of the – I thought they were one of the oh. teams that, that was a, a big player heading into free agency um, because, like you said, they or like we've talked about before, they had a lot of money. They were a team that we both felt like probably underperformed for the roster they had last season compared to what they did two years ago. Um, mm-hmm. So it kind of put them in a spot where, you know, if they made some moves, then uh, then they could get kind of right into that playoff mix in the AFC. Um, you want to talk about them one by one, or you just want to rattle them all off, and then we can kind of get into it as a whole? All right, Chad. <laughs> Go ahead and rattle them off real quick. Okay, yeah, because this will kind of just set the scene for the whole thing. So, Emmanuel Ogba, four years, $65 million, with 32 guaranteed. Cedric Wilson, three years, $22 million, $13 million guaranteed. You dip back into the Cowboys market, you get Connor Williams on a two-year, $14.5 million deal. Chase Edmonds, two years, $12.5 million, $6.5 million guaranteed. And then, of course, you bring in a backup quarterback, which to me, like, well, in a second, I'll say, and Teddy Bridgewater, the one-year $6.5 million. Like, to me, that just that just doesn't make me feel great if I'm a Dolphins fan about Tua. But that's really all I have to say. They, the people don't want to listen Chad. to what I have to say. This is your team. No. Talk to me, boss. Chad. <laughs> what team had the fucking worst offensive line in the NFL last year? I'm going to say that's the Miami Dolphins. I've heard multiple people say that today. So why the fuck the only offensive lineman that we sign is a guy that you constantly come on this show and shit on every fucking week? <laughs> I, I don't know. I really don't know. And, and it's a guy, you know, I think the misunderstanding is people think that Williams is versatile. To me, he can't play tackle in the NFL. He's just not athletic enough. And he's a soft guard. Yeah, I was going to say, he doesn't have the physicality to play guard, and he doesn't have the athleticism or really true length for tackle. So, you really, you have no, you have nothing. I was chomping on the bits, L.I.L. Collins. What yeah. did the Cowboys want? If it's a second and a third or a second and a fourth, just do it. He's a legitimate starting right tackle, yeah. and if you yeah. trade for him, you have a very friendly contract. You want to go after Teron Armstead? Fine. You know what? We got the cap space. Fuck it. Let's go get ourselves some tackles. Let's figure out a guard out there. I don't give a damn. Chad, I like Teddy Bridgewater. I'm okay with 6.5 as as a backup. Agba, I get it. It was a necessity. We needed that premier edge rusher. I'm not mad at that. I think his numbers, as far as sacks-wise, is not impressive. But if you look at the actual uh, pressure rate and winning the one-on-one battles, this guy's outstanding. Uh I don't mind Cedric Wilson for three four twenty two. It's under ten million dollars a year. He's six two. He's really fast. He's got that size. I, I thought he showed a lot in the moments that he did play. 
for the Cowboys. And became, and, became and, the number three receiver for Dallas much of the season. And like a really so, good number three. So I, I can't complain. And then Chase Edmonds, whatever. We're not paying top running back money. Yep, it's yep. only six and a half guarantee. However, Chad, we still haven't fixed the fucking problem. Yeah. And, that and I know for, free agency's not over. I, yep. I get it. Yep. Free agency's not over. But there were guys out there. You just needed to open up that pocketbook. Now, are you saying we're going to run again with Liam Eichenberg and, and, and Austin Jackson? I, Dieter showing signs. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. We need some veteran dudes in there. Are we going to dip in the draft? I'm sick of this because all Miami fans want to do is, is see Tua fucking succeed, and I'm tired of that. I want, I want a franchise quarterback, but all we're going to keep doing is giving people excuses as to why Tua can't succeed, so we're going to have to keep rolling with him because we can't fix our offensive line because now we have the money, but we're spending it in other places. And it, it, it's so mind-boggling, Chad. It's offensive. This year, there are offensive linemen available. Yeah. Yep. We have right. money. We have money. We can still cut guys and make another $21 million in cap space. I'm talking about guys like Eric Rowe. Man, we fucking re-signed and landed Roberts. For what? Yeah, He's dumb. a freaking box linebacker. You can get one in the fifth round or the sixth round, Jeff. I am so frustrated. I am so frustrated because what did I tell you, Chad? Man, we need about two to three offensive yep. linemen who are veterans. Yep. We need yeah. veterans. Uh, we get Connor with a guy that you sit here and you just laugh about him and he frustrates you every week, which makes it even worse. Yeah, it and stinks, I think, Chad. I'm pissed. I think the thing, and I'll try and save you, like I'll try and save you from dying real quickly is. I think the good thing, or the the thing that you said, the key thing that you said is that free agency, for as much as we want to talk about, you know, the first 72, 48 hours, free agency is not over yet, right? Free agency, Mm -hmm. there is still, Miami, I'm looking at it now, still has about 27 million in room. I think that if you contribute that, now to me, like we both said, I feel like all of that should be going towards the draft, or towards uh, the offensive line. You know, yes. there are still a lot of guys. I'm going to reel off some guys that are still available for you. Please. You know, Teron Armstead, Dwayne Brown, J.C. Treader, who got released today. Roger South. I thought he Trent- signed. J.C. Treader signed somewhere. Oh, Recently. did he? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, I saw that he got released by the Browns today. i sorry. I did not. I did not see the J.C. Treader update. As I as I told you, I had a, I had a let big me, match. Let, let, me get, let me get you an update. But, but I'm sorry uh, for cutting you off. No, 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 no. You're, you're good. You're good. Um. Let me know if you find that, because I'll, I'll be intrigued. Uh, Andrew Norwell, Eric Fisher, right? Billy Turner, a right tackle. These are all guys that are still available, and I think you can get probably at least one to two of those guys, considering the amount of money that you still have if you're contributing at all. Now, to me, that's where I think the Teddy Bridgewater part is weird, where it's like you have mm-hmm. an obvious need in offensive line, and I get it. You know, With what Tua has shown with his durability, unfortunately, is you need to have a good backup if you're Miami because there's a good chance he's going to have to play for at least some period of time during the season. But I just felt like you could have done that closer to, you know, those quarter, closer to the end of free agency after you prioritize that offensive line, which is a starter need for you. So, which you just yeah. articulated completely. Um, I will say, I don't think the Edmonds deal is bad. Like you said, you know, oh. it's, mid-tier, it's mid-tier running back money. And look, if he's able to be the guy, you know, you know if he ends up being the one, he's probably going to get a decent amount of carries and touches in Mike McDaniel's offense. So yeah. I think I think that that's a chance where hey maybe you bet on him maybe he has a good year and all of a sudden that looks like a decent deal that you're rolling with for the second year and if not then guess what it's basically a one year flyer and you can kind of cut him after the season and it's not really going to affect you right and, and look based on the uh, on the Shanahan offenses you know that no running back actually is a feature guy right so yeah. I imagine a a, a a a running back you know. Uh, but back to me, with him and and uh, what's his name, Duke Duke Johnson. To uh, me, I ma- felt like that was mm-hmm. I, that was more of a. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, boss. But I just yeah. felt like that was more of because they could never find a back that stayed healthy. 
Like this year, at certain points, you saw him. Like they tried to ride Elijah Mitchell this year as yes, much they as they did. could, because yes, he's they really did. the only one, only back that they've had. You know, between him, you know, Mostert was hurt all the time. Um, who a uh, Jarek McKinnon was hurt a whole Jared bunch. Um, I mean, who Jared, Tevin Jared, Coleman? I mean, fuck, they signed like three running backs in three years for like six million each, and they all just got hurt all the fucking time. Blew the shit out of my mind, but um, I think Edmonds could could find a way to, and I know he's never been that true featured guy, but I think there could be a situation where he can kind of become that in Miami. And, and same stature, they're about you know, I think Elijah Mitchell is about five ten, probably yeah. two hundred yeah. pounds. Chase is about five nine, about two hundred and I think ten or nine pounds from what I saw. So let's yeah. see, man. I, I, I'm good with it. Let, I, it's, it's a running back also, like you said, since he didn't get all those, those touches in Arizona. A guy that yep. probably has some tread on those tires. Yeah, and we should say Arizona did end up re-signing James Conner to a three-year $21 million deal. which Bad uh, deal. Bad yeah, deal I just – I don't know. I didn't feel like there was a real drop-off between him and Chase Edmonds when the two were out there. And I know people are going to say, oh, man, look at it. He scored 19 touchdowns. You know, he had the most touchdowns in the NFC, I'm pretty sure, or something like that. I'm like, yeah, that's fine, but I just felt like they had a really good offense and someone was going to be the end beneficiary of it and ended up it was Connor. And I think he's a good player, but I don't think he's 3 three for 21. Yep. So. I agree. Um, anything else you want to hit on the Dolphins real quick, boss? Or what, what, I mean, obviously, you know, the name of the game for the rest of free agency has to be offensive line to you. Is there any other need that you think they should maybe try to address as well or? Uh, no, no, Chad. I, 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 offensive line. I, I think the team was fine. I mean, J.C. Jackson was a guy that I would have liked there, but the, I, I mean, the Dolphins are not the only team. I, I'm just interested because so far, all the signings have been, in my opinion, low key. Right? They yeah. haven't been a big splashy, you know, yeah. usual Stephen Ross Miami Dolphins signings. That so, Indomitian Sioux deal. Waiting for that one to come across. Yeah. <laughs> or Mike Mike Wallace. Right? That's one of my favorites no. as well. Fuck you know, it, yeah, that there are. Oh, I could go on and on and on. Uh, was it yeah. LRB was another guy? Uh, Byron Jones. <laughs> Byron. <laughs> Sorry. Byron Sorry. Jones, Kyle Van Noy. We can go on and on and on. But yes, yeah. Chad, off the line. I'm still. Can I ask you a question as a Cowboys fan? And I'm surprised yeah, you didn't put the Cowboys in, in our in, in our podcast today because I feel like they lost a lot, and I want to know how they want to replace. I don't know if, if it, this is for today's podcast or another day. But but what do you want for Lyle Collins? Because I haven't heard about what is the asking price for the Cowboys because that deal is magnificent for a top tier right tackle, in my opinion. Yeah, and you know, I'll be honest, I've been trying to kind of figure out what the market is for him as well, because I'm like, well, he's a guy who not only can play right tackle, he can also play as a guard effectively, which he did in the early parts of his career, which I know you would probably say, well, if he can play tackle, why would you want him to play guard? Maybe if you have that move, then, you know, it's just, it's nice to have the flexibility. To me, if you're talking about a second round pick, if I'm Dallas, I would... If, if they truly are intent on moving him, then I would think that that would make sense. He only played in 12 games last year because of the suspension and stuff, and he has had other problems as far as staying on the field, which I think is part of the reason why they are, are okay with moving off of him. Even though I agree with you, for the right team, that's a good... That's a really good number for what I would consider when he played last year. He was probably one of the better right tackles in the league, probably yep. top five, at least top ten. So yes, I, I don't think it. I don't think it's you know the talent or anything. I just think it's a combination of, as we've talked about, like once that quarterback starts to hit a certain threshold, and you're paying Zeke a a, a bad deal for this year, then you know certain moves have to be made, and and that's you know the Amari Cooper deal. Uh, could go right there with it. Um, I, I think one of the ones that was actually a godsend for Dallas um, was the fucking Demarcus Lawrence deal. I mean, I like over everything else that happened, and, and I know Randy Gregory f- pulled the fucking okey doke on Dallas. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, like I wasn't so mad about him leaving as much as just how it went down, because then uh, it just gave oh, yeah, every it just gave everyone the the platform to just shit on Dallas for about an hour or two, which, you know, I hate, I hate that. Um, but this, this DeMarcus Lawrence deal where they're getting him for, for a cap hit over the next three years of 14 million, 26 million, and then 16 million. And I know you're saying, God, 26 million in that second year, that's horrible. That'll get redone because they have a void year in that in 2025 to where I feel like now they're going to be able to 
allow him to be on the team throughout the entire time. And the benefit for Lawrence is he got that three years. He got $30 million of it guaranteed fully over the three years, which I didn't know this, but he became the first D lineman to ever get seven full years guaranteed on a deal, which, I mean, to me, I guess changes changes maybe how D lineman could be getting looked at moving forward. But yeah. overall, Dallas still has a lot of work to do. Um, You know, the Gallup deal. Look, I felt like the Gallup deal was a steal. Um, especially considering to, you know, we're going to get into some of these other deals later, but I felt like the Gallup we deal. talked about that deal, right? We, you were yeah. thinking about 18 or 20. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, w- I was saying, I was saying that if it got over 15, I would have to still be able to talk myself into it, even though I would hate the number, but yeah. it didn't even get even close to that. So, I mean, we, Dallas is sitting at 27 million in cap space right now, so we're able to make some moves. Personally, I would love to see us go after another offensive lineman or two. I mean, you know me; I'm fucking obsessed with the offensive yep. line because I just feel like it, it it's the watermark of most great teams. So that, and then um, you know, if we were able to upgrade our secondary, and then I think the key thing is we need to obviously bring in a, another pass rusher because, uh, sorry, Micah Parsons is at his best when he's not relied upon to be just a pass rusher. Right when yep. you have him in a scenario where he can do a whole bunch of different things is when he excels the most, and that was the thing that made Randy Gregory's presence really valuable for Dallas. It's not so much his numbers because he only had six sacks this past year, but the fact that he was able to eat up blocks, which freed Parsons up a little bit more. Um, so I'd like to see him do that as well. And then offensively, I mean, it looks like it's just going to be like it looks like we're putting our eggs into C.D. Lamb being our number one, and, and Gallup being able to mm-hmm. tote it as the number two. With Dalton Schultz mm-hmm. as the as the tight end, and I like that. Honestly, I really do yeah. like that. You know me. Uh, I've always I was always a Dalton Schultz guy this season. I felt like he was you know the MVP of the team, damn near. One other move that I do want to see us make sure we can lock down is we need to resign J. Ron Curse. I, I'm not sure what the number is going to yeah. look like. I haven't really seen it, but honestly, for our defense, I know Parsons got all the credit and all that stuff. I'm not even exaggerating. I thought Jaron Curse might have been the most valuable defender on Dallas last year. You know, the, his versatility as far as being able to play in the box, on the line of scrimmage, kind of play a little bit of overhang safety, play a little bit of linebacker. I just felt like he was really valuable. So, And, and so, right now I'm seeing that Dallas could be going after Von Miller too. So that would definitely fit that edge that. rusher build. So. I don't know. I know we're a little bit kind of like a little far off, but it seems like last year the Dallas Cowboys went heavy on defense in the draft. But so far, the way it's been shaping out, you guys can go offense, right? Probably need another three uh, at the wide receiver position. You need some offensive linemen. Am I reading this right, or you still have some hope for free agency? No, I think, well, I mean, it just, like you said, it kind of depends on which way we're going to go cuz there's a there's a deep pass rusher draft, right? That's one of the benefits of this yes. draft why yes, why I thought it, it made sense to let, you know, obviously we didn't let Gregory go cuz we still wanted him back, but one of the things why I didn't think it was a killer that he's no longer on the team is because we can, you know, probably replenish that in some type of way with a pass rusher in the draft. So, I think we should focus on that in the draft, the other needs kind of free agency. Like I said, we we need an impact offensive lineman who's ready to come in and play snaps this season. That usually doesn't happen through the draft unless you're really lucky. Um, you know, so you I guys think got lucky last year. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, right? I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to know how much, how many more times we're going to be able to test that luck. So I would say probably free agency to address the offensive line, um, and then, like you said, wide receiver, and then an edge rusher uh, in the draft would be my personal preference. Nice. So um, let's move on. I tell you what, we'll, we'll do this transition a little seamlessly. Move on to another NFC team, a team that's made a whole bunch of noise, um, starting with the coming out of retirement of their quarterback, Thomas Edward Brady. That is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, what have you think of their? What did have you thought of their offseason? To give you a slight recap, obviously Brady comes back. He's twenty five million, I believe, against the cap this year and next, or something around that. Yeah. Um, Carlton Davis, they got a three-year, forty-five or forty-six million dollar deal with twenty-four and a half guaranteed. Russell Gage, they signed from Atlanta on a three-year, thirty million dollar deal. And Ryan Jensen, uh, their center, they re-signed three years, thirty-nine million. They also traded for Shaq Mason. They traded a fifth-round pick for Shaq Mason from the Patriots, which is big because Alex Kappa 
um, and um, their other guard, Ali, Ali Marpet. Marpet retired. Yeah, Ali Marpet retired, and then Alex Kappa uh, went to Cincinnati. So, what um, are you seeing? What did you see from the Bucks? How are you feeling about them going into next season? I don't know, Chad. I'm not I love sure that. if I like I it. I love that. I, I, I love it. Fuck. I'm not sold on it, right? So first, Man. Tom Brady retires, the and way. then, and then like Blaine Gabbert is the guy, according to Bruce Arians, and everybody's just rolling their eyes. And then Tom Brady, you know, takes some pictures with Cristiano Ronaldo and watches him score a hat trick, and tells us, "I Inspirational. am back." You know, Inspirational. I am back. The same Ronaldo that got knocked out of the Champions League today. But no, he didn't. I, I'm, I'm. Did they? I thought Atletico won one zero. Oh, I forgot that was today. Sorry, sorry. I'll do that on. I'll do. We'll talk yeah. about that after the pod. You're right. They did. All right. <laughs> I forgot today was Tuesday. So, yes, today is Tuesday, Chad. Uh, <laughs> you know, Chad. I think we saw some cracks in, in the armor last year. Um, I, I felt. There, the team's mentality wasn't there. Is this maybe a wake-up call for Tom Brady? But I'm looking at Tom Brady and like, like, how committed are you? Does that mean you're you're super committed because you can't walk away? So you're gonna be all in? But like, weren't you all in? And why are you expecting all these guys to just come and follow you all the time? Right? Yeah. I, I get it. The twenty-five million dollar, you know, the twenty-five million cap hit kind of helps the team out. You can probably sign some guys, but I mean, you still need a running back because if I'm Fournette, I'm not taking some veteran crap. I'm sorry, some minimum veteran. Oh no, I, I want Absolutely. a nice deal. I you mean, he, that's what he's been doing back. the past two years. He's been playing on cheap money. No, for them. he he, he yeah. can get some good money. Uh, I mean, in Philadelphia, I've heard his name being connected to. Uh, you know, teams that need to run the football. I think like a team like the Giants, but. Okay, you don't have a running back. I guess you're replacing uh, your boy Antonio Brown with Russell Gage. Not your boy, but you know what I mean. I was uh, going to say, whoa. Levante Davis is old as hell, and he shows some signs of wearing that. That that defensive line is old as hell. Like JPP and so are you going to bring all those guys back? I was going to say, and they're free agents, so. They're free, and that's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm going to take less money because I want to keep playing with Tom Brady. I'm... I, I, I don't like it, Chad. Yeah, does it make them absolutely like the favorite in the NFC South? Sure. You can yeah. probably like sleepwalk through that division. Well, for I right felt, now. For right now. For now, what? Because all three other NFC South teams yeah. are in the running for Deshaun Watson. The Falcons yeah. are also, also interviewed Deshaun tomorrow. Um, So, I, I, I don't know. But you asked me, like, John, where do they rank in the NFC? I think the Rams are still better, I, yep. and, and I think the, the, the Green Bay Packers are, are better. Um, I think the Cowboys are just as good, to yeah. be honest with you. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to sit there and be like, whoa, those, the Bucks are so much better. These teams played each other last year. It was a two-point difference, man. Um, so how do I feel? Like, yeah, okay. Eh. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm basically the same way with you, you know, and, I, and I'll be honest, like I – I've come to the point with Brady, not quite to where I'm at with LeBron. Like, LeBron is now somehow my favorite player in the NBA, even though I hated his guts for for 10 years. I really respect Brady and everything that he's done, but when he came back, I was like, yeah, that's cool, but I'm good. You know, I just don't, I just didn't feel like it was going to be the same because for as great as Brady is, and this is like, I I hate that I even feel like I have to use a caveat because it's like, I'm not saying this guy, easily he's the best to ever do it, no question. But I just think he is at that point where he needs a perfect group around him for him to be playing at the level he's played at the past two years. And I don't think they're going to be able to provide that for him next season. And you kind of saw it towards the end of last year, as you as you kind of talked about, as they were kind of, I don't know, I don't know. They weren't rolling towards the finish line, but I just didn't feel good about them going into that playoff game against the Rams by any means. And this is, and this is what kills me. Like, this is a playoff team. But is it a Super Bowl winning team? Like, it, it, yeah. If I mean, to me, come to back, me, they're to me, they're win. at least they're at least second tier, or at best, right now they're in the second tier of the NFC, which to Agreed. me doesn't make you a a, a Super Bowl contender. Hmm. 
So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Overall, for the Bucks, I'm lukewarm. Although, I did like that Shaq Mason trade because they needed an answer at guard. Yeah. Because Brady is going to want to make sure that he can play five offensive linemen and then five eligible so that we can pick apart yeah. the defense. Um, i tell you what, boss. Real quickly, we are going to talk about the Jaguars. because Well, not real quickly. We can take our time a little bit. We're going to talk okay. about the Jaguars. Foyasade Oyakun. You're welcome on the pronunciation. Three years, 45 million, 28 guaranteed. Evan Ingram, one year's nine million, which I'm going to say now I like that deal for one year. I'm going to be honest. I don't mind okay. Evan Ingram on a one year, nine million dollar deal. Upside. Yeah, basically. And it's like, look, you're basically playing a slot receiver. And if you're getting a slot receiver for nine million, I'm not mad at that. Yep. Um, <laughs> keyword slot receiver for nine million. Uh, Brandon Sheriff, they signed, which I thought was a great signing. Three years, $49.5 million, $30 million guaranteed. He's getting up there in age. I, I'm pretty sure he's on the other side of 30. I, I'm pretty yes, sure. He yes, he's, he uh, is. Yeah, what is he right now? He's Yeah, he's 31. So probably best football behind him, but I still think had a really good year. As I've talked about, I thought the Washington O-line was a little underrated last year. Yeah. With, with $30 million guaranteed. And then, of course, boss, they had the signing of the century, Christian Kirk, Four years, $72 million, $37 million guaranteed. How did you feel when the, when you first saw the deal? How do you feel about it now? Yeah, the 2022 Kirk, uh, I mean, um, Kenny Galladay deal over here. Maybe which he Kirk, scores a touchdown. Which Kirk has had a better offseason, Kirk Cousins <laughs> or Christian Kirk? Because Kirk Cousins oh. got the one year for 35 for next year. Which I think, uh, which I think surpassed him, <laughs> made him surpass Joe Flacco and Sam and Sam Bradford for the Hall of Fame of quarterbacks getting money. Hey, hey! Shout out, Streety. I definitely reached Shit. out to him. He is he is pissed off. <laughs> hey, and you know what? Yeah. The coolest thing is though, Chad. Before we get into this, you know, I don't want to get into the Vikings stage, but you called it. You said, "Watch oh, yeah. they give him an yeah, extension." I did. And I'm I like, did. "What?" And he's like, "No, no, no, John." Seriously, watch them give him an extension. Yep. Yep. I'm like, there's no way, Chad. Unfortunately, that's when I wish I got wrong, but hey, man, I can't. I just got to uh, take credit for this, that one. This is why this man plays chess and I play checkers. But Hey, hey, real quickly, since I since yeah. I am going to do my lap, uh, uh, full, deal, full deal, details came out on the Rodgers deal, three for 150. Yeah. I mean, I literally was spot on with that one. I, I, I just got to say, but uh, no one wants to hear me bragging, boss. I want to hear Jaguars. Hey, Probably don't want to hear Jaguars, you, really, but we'll talk if, about it anyway. If you're time traveling, you need to give me some stock tips. Um, <laughs> this is a team, Chad, that I kind of knew that they were going to do this. It's it's a team that doesn't – it's not very It's not very good, so you need to kind of help yourself through free agency – but free yeah. agents really don't want to go there. But how do you get them to go there? You oh, overpay. Yeah. You 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 sit. I mean, for yesterday, oh, I've seen him play with the Falcons a lot. I never thought he was anything special. I never no. thought he was forty-five million dollars worth. God. I, I, no. I mean, I, I mean, okay. So you're gonna start here and start overpaying for guys you already franchise Greg Robinson. I I, I like the sheriff trick. Do I think fifty million dollars is rich for a thirty-one-year-old dude? Absolutely, Absolutely. Yep. but he's he's automatically the best offensive lineman in your team. Yep, 100%. you know. So so it is what it is. I, I I think this division is is up for the taking as far as if you can improve a little bit, right? The the best team in this division is is the Tennessee Titans, right? But yep. the one thing that the Tennessee Titans lack is a franchise and elite quarterback. Yeah. If you have something in Trevor Lawrence. I think it's the division where you don't need that much to catch up. So, you know, you go out there and you spend money. You still need a number one corner. Uh, you, you still have major, you know, uh, problems in on defense. It's uh, a problem. I'm going to say this now. It's a problem when you need a number one corner and you're still paying Shaquille Griffin 16.4 against the cap next year. Yep. And you drafted C.J. Henderson eighth overall the year before that. Yep. I'm going to say that's a problem. Who you have for 6.2 on the dead cap next yep. year as well. So, not not well, a but, very well-run franchise. But go ahead. But at, le at least they're – no, ball, I mean, this is a bulky thing. At least they're trying on offense, right? You're giving Trevor yeah. Lawrence. You brought Marvin Jones. Yeah. You're bringing in Ingram. 
Christian Kirk, dude, I don't even like this dude has never had a, a, a thousand yard season, Chad. No, he has not. He has not had a thousand. Yards. I, I mean, you should be getting like Cedric Wilson money, if not a little bit more. Yeah, like you should me, be getting this type of money. To me, it was crazy because at first I was like, I saw where it was like, and the thing is, we put seventy two. That number, I guess, could rise as high as eighty four million. Yep. With yep. some incentives or roster bonuses or something like that. Um, so at first it was like, Hey, like, like I started seeing like yesterday where it was like, you know, Christian Kirk might get 15 million a year. And at that point I was like, damn, that's a lot of money. But I was like, mm-hmm. all right, like I could see a desperate team. Cause like we talked about, you said it takes one team. It takes one team that's desperate that needs, they need to overpay to get a guy who's slightly better than what they've had before, you know? And I do think Christian Kirk's an upgrade from what they had last season, um, on fucking Laquan Treadwell, who was trying to, you know, make his resurgence in the NFL. But, I mean, then it comes out today where it's like 18 to $20 million yeah. per year for at least, like, in like two years, basically three years probably fully. Like, the first two years, he's he is locked in. So, yeah. I just, I don't know, man. To me, I, I like that they, tr- I like the idea, but I just don't, I don't know. You know, at some point, to me, the Christian Kirk money, you had to say no. What's wrong with DJ Chark? Why did he only get a right, one exactly. million dollar deal? I was going to say, when he... And I think sometimes maybe we make the mistake of thinking that all these guys are interconnected. Because at the same point, sometimes maybe a guy... You know, there's an agent connection or a connection with a former teammate or a couple yep. guys who share an agency and all that stuff. So, it's not just straight up, hey, this guy gets this, I want that. But... Mm-hmm. I completely agree. I mean, I, there were a bunch of other receivers that had better deals, way better deals that I thought were gettable for them. You know, if they were going to spend that on Christian Kirk, like, hell, why not go get some other guys? Or, or I mean, Jarvis Landry or Allen Robinson, I felt like if like if you're going to give Christian Kirk that kind of money, hell, give those guys because they could even maybe be a little cheaper. Yep. You know, or Juju Smith-Schuster. Fuck, if you're going to give $15 million to a guy, give it to a guy who's at least caught 100 passes before. Shit. But, no, uh, I, I agree with you. V- very weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I tell you what, boss, we're going to take a quick break. We got a whole bunch of other stuff to hit on the other side. Uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back, guys. As we said, we still got a whole bunch to talk about free agency wise. One more team that we're going to talk about, boss, before we get into just some, you know, move, some moves from a bunch of guys, a bunch of guys moving around. The Chargers. We got to talk about what they've done. Um, obviously, made headlines trading a second and a six-round pick for Khalil Mack. I believe the second is in next year's draft. The sixth is in this year's draft um, for Khalil Mack, who they have control over, I believe, for three years. Um, also, they signed Mike Williams, penned him to a three-year, $60 million deal with $40 million guaranteed. Um, J.C. Jackson, of course, the corner, five years, $82.5 million with $40 guaranteed. And then a move that you had said you liked, beefing up, up, beefing up in the in the defensive front. Sebastian Joseph Day, three years, twenty four point five million dollars. Boss, how do you feel about what the Chargers have done? A lot of people are saying, "Oh man, they have to be contenders now." I, I don't know if I'm quite ready to put them in contender category, but I really do like the moves that they've made so far. Look, they are legitimate. Look, last podcast, I don't know if it was a podcast or a phone call that we had together. I thought there was a close race between the Chiefs and the Broncos uh, for first place, right? Yep, yep. Put the Chargers in that run. As, as yeah, it is a clear three-team race, yep. In the AFC West, they have the stud quarterback. I love Keenan Allen. They bring Mike uh, Mike Williams back. I, I love their running backs between Eckler and then they found the kid from Northwestern, uh, Barham and Trey Kitty. They got some young pieces in the tight end position. They did cut Brian Balaga, but he was super old. So the offensive line is still a work in progress. But on defense, we've always questioned about the Chargers because Derwin James was always hurt. Now this past year, he finally was healthy. Now you bring in a legitimate corner who can turn over the ball. Yep. A legitimate corner that can take the possession away from a guy like Mahomes or Russell Wilson in the game, you know, to, to bring a possession back to the offense when, at, at a crucial time. JC, uh, Sebastian Joseph, they, I love the beefing up the, you know, the middle of the line. They already have that kid from Notre Dame, Tillery. I like him too. And then, yeah. of course, 
This is your call, man. Back in December. <laughs> January first on New Year's. January first, okay. On tell New me Year's why, Day. John. Tell me why you. If you're the Chargers, you're not signing Khalil. You're not trading for Khalil Mack. I think the price is great. Now you put him, uh, you know, across from Bosa. Man, this is a really good football team on paper. Just needs to stay healthy. I think this is the biggest question for this. Everybody needs to stay healthy. And I think they are legitimate contenders for the AFC West. And let's be real. If you if you are a legitimate contender in the AFC West, you are yep. a legitimate contender in the AFC. Let's yeah. be real. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, defensively, that's where Staley has kind of made, made his bones in the NFL. And I think he showed that he wants to build his defense the same way he had his Rams defense, right? He wants to play mm -hmm. a 3-4 base, and he wants those three-down defensive linemen to be able to play that gap-and-a-half scheme like what they were playing with the Rams, which to me is why they got Joseph Day, um, who he actually coached in, in the in Los Angeles for a couple of years while he was there. Also, yep. there was a team who was playing a lot of man-to-man -man coverage at the time. You go out and you get the best man-to-man -man corner available, arguably the best man-to-man -man corner in the NFL for the past couple of years in J.C. Jackson. And to me, that deal was a really good number because there were talks of, oh, man, he wants to be the highest-paid corner. And at that point, I'm like, eh, I'm a little turned off at that. But to get him yep. for around $16 million per year, you know, on the average, I think that's a fantastic deal for them. Yep. And, boss, the scary thing is they still have about $24 million in room right now. <laughs> you know? They, I, I – I have said it. Uh, I think they they should invest. I mean, I I, I just am, I think every team should have eight offensive linemen um, that they should be ready to plug and play at all times. Uh -huh. So I I would love to see them go out and obviously they need to find a right tackle replacement for Balaga, um, mm -hmm. you know, and then I think they need a guard, another guard to play opposite of Matt Filer, because um, you know they still have Lindsley at center. So yep. just to see them round out their offensive line a little bit more and then spend the rest on defense. The thing I think they don't need to do is spend any more money on receivers. Um, you know, me and you kind of argued a little bit about the Mike Williams deal over the phone. To me, you know what, I'm kind of to the point now where I'm back. I'm kind of back on your side with it. Not to the point, like, I'm never going to love the deal, but I'm like, look, I don't yeah. hate it. They've still been able to clearly fill out some other moves that they needed, even with his deal on the books. And like I said, they still have $23 million, so they should be able to fill out the rest of their roster, you know, without – making concessions because of what Williams is costing. And, and let's be real, man. I, I, I feel like the Chargers are not a team that they should be overpaying for free agents. Um, It's Los oh, no. Angeles. Definitely it's that not. beautiful stadium. Yep. I know ownership has sucked in the past, but they brought this team to L.A. Uh, Justin Herbert is, is a young and exciting quarterback. He has tons of talent. I mean, come on. Go to L.A. I, I will. I mean... You're you're selling me on this whole the Chargers being my second team, even though I'm supposed to hate them because you know the whole two are Herbert. <laughs> but uh, I, I I I mean it, it, the uniforms are cool, the atmosphere seems, seems really cool. Um, the coach Staley made some mistakes last year. Um, well, but, hey, by the way, just just to just yeah. to make sure it's known, there's no way in hell you're jumping on the Chargers bandwagon before I do. You know, there's no way that that's gonna happen. <laughs> There's just no way. A, ju ju just a young and fun and an exciting team to watch. That's yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it was smart for them to say, hey, look, defense, offensive line, or the defense is where we need to mm -hmm. invest uh, because we know that we have a great quarterback that can help make our offense great with whatever pieces around him. And then, like, of course, we talked about, brought back one of his key Chad. weapons. Talk to me. Quick question. Miles Jack in that defense. Yeah. Would, and He would glue a lot of look, things, wouldn't it? Yeah, because I'm going to be honest. Kenneth Murray hasn't done it for me the past the first couple years. Yep. You know, I, you see on Twitter when a team makes a signing and now all of a sudden they're like, oh, this is what the starting, you know, these are the key defensive pieces and all that. And they're like, man, you got Mac, Bosa. Um, you know, they're talking about obviously J.C. Jackson. And then they're like, you know, Derwin James. And then they're like, Kenneth Murray, yeah. I'm like, well, see, that's where you have to stop me. Because I'm putting Asante Samuel Jr. way before Kenneth Murray because I just don't yeah. think Murray has been good. You know, there have been a lot of – I've heard him linked with Bobby Wagner, you know, and this was before Jack became available, obviously. Okay. But Bobby Wagner possibly, Miles Jack, like you said. I think that, to me, if you're able to get a coverage linebacker, you take that almost every time. 
because that can be that neutralizer for the middle of the field and, and stuff like that, of course. Um, also, maybe another a sneaky name to think about for them because they had trouble. You know, I'm not saying this is the best guy, but if they're looking for a middle linebacker, Leighton Vander Esch can support the run very well. And he's not a three-down okay. linebacker by any means, but he's a guy who can support the run. And I think that's where Kenneth Murray and Drew Tranquil, their other middle linebacker, are, are weakest because, you know, we saw yeah. teams run over them a whole bunch last season. Um, Boss, let's now we're getting into the fun part where we're just going to be rattling off guys, talking about deals, a um, bunch of stuff. Some guys surprised us. Some of these moves really good. Um, let's start off, though, with the quarterback. The quarterback obviously takes precedent on, on this podcast. Um, <laughs> quarterback-centric, I guess you could call us. Um, Mitchell Trubisky to the Steelers, two years, $27 million, 14.25 guaranteed. What What are your thoughts? First off, well, yeah, just give me your thoughts. Yeah. Just give me your thoughts. I, I don't mind it, Chad. Do you think that that means – do you think it eliminates them from drafting a quarterback? No, no, okay. no, no, no. Okay, uh, I don't either. I, do I just want to make sure. No, I, look, my opinion, it, it does mean that either Rudolph or Haskins are off the team, right? These guys are not making the team. Uh, yeah. Mitch Trubisky, welcome to being the bridge quarterback, buddy. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, Call Tyrod uh, Taylor up. Yeah, I mean, you're you're gonna go in there. They're gonna they're gonna turn the, the game to you, and they're gonna try to probably draft somebody this year. See if it works out. See if it pans out. But you're it. You're the starter. You're gonna have the opportunity to be the long term starter here. I don't see it unless you win. By God, if you somehow win twelve games, we've been fooled by you before. It might be fooled by you again. Um. But, you know, this guy had a market, and I think the Steelers were, let's be honest, they were desperate, but it didn't seem that they were willing to do the whole, you know, to get into the Watson sweepstakes, because that would have been a very appealing name for Deshaun Watson if I was him with a no-trade clause. Um, for sure. Surprise, surprise he didn't go for Jimmy G, right? I, I, yeah. I, I thought this team was a little bit more ready to compete, but yeah. maybe, just maybe, they value Mitch just as high as they value a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, or just about the same. And there was going to be a market, right? The Giants, they signed uh, Tyrod Taylor. So, you know, they they took a guy. Yeah, so, which, honestly, it's a little bit high for me. Uh, Tyrod actually got more money than Teddy Bridgewater. I think it's a little bit too rich for me. But, you know, it is what it is, Chad. Unfortunately for them, uh I mean, they, they have the, the least talented quarterback in that division, right? Because I think yeah. Baker is still better. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I think Baker is still slightly better, or maybe even more than slightly. And the thing is, like, I think the AFC North could actually, you know, it could get back to maybe being a really tough division. I know last year it was a bit down, but, you know, Lamar coming back, I know I've had my question, the question marks about him, but let's be real. He's an elite quarterback in the regular season when he's healthy. Um, you know, Cleveland, obviously we know their roster talent. They're still in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, which we'll kind of talk about towards the end. So that could still be a possibility that people are worrying about. And then, um, you know, Cincinnati just went to the freaking Super Bowl. So, and they've yeah. improved their offensive line with the Alex Kappa signing, the Ted Karras signing. I still want to know what they're doing at right tackle next season because Isaiah Prince can't be involved at all. Um, and I think the other guy who they had in there was, uh, what, Riley Reef, and he's a free agent. So, Yes. Really want to see what they're going to be doing at that right tackle spot before I um, get super excited about Cincinnati, you know, again for next season. But, uh, you know, that's going to be a a busy AFC North. And I think, um, I don't know, I just, as much as I was a defender of Mitch, I just, I just don't think that, I think the Steelers fans that are talking themselves into it right now realize they kind of have no choice but to. um, And then when the season starts, he's going to hurt their feelings, so. But it's still a good opportunity for Mitch, honestly, because we've talked about it. Like, I like a lot of the weapons they have offensively. Um, their line is horrible, but they did sign James Daniel, uh, three-year, $27 million. But, um, you know, Najee Harris, they've got it running back. Deontay Johnson, I know he drops a lot of passes, but I think he's all right. Uh, James yep. Washington, you know, Juju's a free agent. See if they still bring him back. But, um, yeah, not not bad. Not, not a bad spot for Mitch, but I just, you know. 
overall, it's yeah. And like you said, I would have gone with Jimmy G over him. Um, boss, next move. We're going to stay in this great state of Pennsylvania. Hassan Reddick, three years, $45 million to the Eagles, $30 million guaranteed. Look, as a Cowboys fan, I hate this deal. Um, I love yeah. Hassan Reddick. Um, I've been talking with some Eagles fans, friends of mine. We got our little group chat, um, you know, where we've been kind of going back and forth. And I was trying to downplay the deal in there. But, like, let's be honest. Um, I think he's a really good edge rusher. And he brings something that the Eagles didn't really have last year, which is a true speed guy off the edge that can also play a little bit of Sam for you in a 4-3 base. Um, although that's not really going to be his strength or his every down position by any means. Yeah, look, one of the, the, the positions that everybody was talking about, the I mean, even the like people from Philadelphia in the gym, they, they won a pass rusher, right? Yep. They gave that was uh, a Fletcher Cox them. Uh, they gave Fletcher Cox the ability to seek a trade. He said, no, I want to stick around. Uh, we need pass rushers. Now, I think they need linebackers, but to get a guy like Hassan Reddick, honestly, it, it, let's, let's be real, right, Chad? Guys like Bud Dupree and, and Leonard Floyd last year got double this money. Oh, yeah. Those guys no, got absolutely. double this money. So yeah. when you sit here and you tell me you got Hassan for three for 45 for 30 guarantee, a guy that's going to get to the quarterback, I mean, I mean, I mean, two, I guess two consecutive years, these. two consecutive years of really good production in two in two different defenses, I think kind of speaks numbers and validates, you know, that even and like we said, like you said, 15 million is still kind of low. And, and, and this is the this is the thing. You know, he played in a, in a Carolina team that just was awful last year. Yeah. He's going to get a lot more TV time playing for Philadelphia. I think this guy is a pro bowler this year. That's how high I am on this. Yeah, no, man, I, I completely agree with you. I think, and, you know, it's weird because Philly, I don't think, had the system that was really condu- conducive to Reddick. I think Reddick is best um, when they're, you know, in a blitz-heavy scheme where he's able yep. to really one-on-one with a guy, whether that be a tackle tight end obviously he can destroy those guys um but if he's you know just one-on-one with the tackle i think that's where he's most efficient philly though last year played a lot of nickel and just rushed four you know was not doing it yeah. and, and just sat in, in a two zone cover two zone the rest of the time um you know yeah. or, you know on the back end and, and to me if they play like that reddick won't be able to have the production to justify that three for 45 not that he's not a great player but that's just not how the way i, I, to get the I, best I, I think they'll it. switch it up chad i, yeah. I think I mean, they, they have switch to. up back they to that three four and, and really put him rushing off the edge absolutely well, not, not even the not even i would say in a switch in true scheme but just the fact that like hey right. you actually have to bring some pressure sometimes yeah you know and mix it up instead of like we said just playing a soft zone i mean they had they allowed the highest completion percentage in the league last year so um i didn't understand that um Boss, another team that beefed up their pass defense. This is a team that I thought needed it bad. And, and a deal that I actually really like is Marcus Williams. Five yeah. years, $70 million, $37 million guaranteed with the Ravens. Um, where do you stand on that deal? And, and what do you think that does for them when they get you know back to full strength, hopefully, next season? You know, Chad, there's only one thing about this deal. That okay. As you're, you're, you're giving it to me. And I haven't looked at all the, the details. I think it's a lot of money for a safety. Okay? Uh, I, I've seen, and granted, Marco Williams is not a limited safety. It's like, I no. just play in the box, right? Yeah. He does yeah. a little bit of everything, which very the versatility these days is very important, right? You can't, you can't have, you can't pay $82 million for a guy like Landon Collins. Not um, at all. Not at all. But this is a team that I think they want to get back to their identity of playing tough physical football man we saw that secondary just be depleted last year uh marcus williams has proven to be a very good football player he's part of this fire sale for the new orleans saints you know who just can't you know they're trying to create cap space you know probably to get a watson but they just needed to create cap space for the ravens this is a solid i know i think they brought back tony jefferson as well this year um i think they re-signed him so Nice, nice, no little tandem right there in the safety position. Yeah, I, I like him, man. I, I guess he's the guy who's supposed to play replace. Uh, what's our what's our guy's name? Earl Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. Yeah. yeah, and and I think you know now you really look at that back end. They have Marcus Peters coming back from injury. Marlon Humphrey, who's gonna I, I believe missed some time last year as well. 
Um, that's one of the top, I would say, corner duos in the league. You know, you talk about mm-hmm. now at safety, then they have Marcus Williams, they have Chuck Clark, they have Tony Jefferson who can play as that third safety as well. Yeah. Um, so I really think that this secondary quickly kind of turned into a strength for them. You know, while it was, you know, there were a lot of things that went into it being a disappointment last year, but I'm excited because I think this will continue to show the development of a guy like Adafi Owe. You know, the, the, the end that they picked last year in the draft out of Penn State. Now, all of a sudden, he's okay. going to have a little bit more time to get to the quarterback, you know? Just that other half yeah. second longer that, you know, to force someone to hold the ball. Now, all of a sudden, he's in the backfield a little bit more. So, I really like that from what Baltimore is building on the defense. And to me, this symbolizes that they're building a modern defense. The thing that you said is they've always been physical, and I agree with that. You have to be physical mm-hmm. in the AFC North, no doubt about it. Um, and also, that's just how they've kind of characterized their team and been very successfully. Now, I think they're in this period where they have to kind of transition it into a modern, not finesse defense, but a defense that can play in space. And I think the Marcus mm-hmm. Williams signing really helps do that for them because they didn't have a safety that was doing that. You know, Earl Thomas, like you said, but he was really on the back end of his days um, when he yep. was with them. So, but I agree with you, you know, slight overpay on the deal, but I'm not going to kill him for it um, for now um, because they're still on that Lamar rookie deal for at least the next season. Um, boss, a couple other secondary guys, uh, Justin Reed, three for 31 with the chiefs, Love Ty- it! Ty- Tyron Matthew replacement, I'm guessing. I mean, why? I mean, you can play both guys. I mean, there's no limit, right? I I, I mean, Ju- Justin is more, I think Justin's more of a versatile guy than, 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 than Tyron Matthew. Um. Tyron Matthews is a guy that just he, he needs to be close to the line of scrimmage. He is a very good ball hog. Justin Reed, I think, is a little bit more of a different guy. I love it, man. But yeah, I mean, if you're paying him $31 million, yeah, it looks like this is it. But I, 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 I thought I read somewhere that the Chiefs wanted to bring Tyron Matthew back as well. Yeah, and that'll be interesting, honestly. I mean, if I never really considered them two playing together, but that would also kind of yeah. symbolize like what we talked about, about playing that modern, you know, modern two defense. safety look, that two safety look where both guys are kind of able to play in coverage but also support the run in a real way. So mm. um, I just I just am concerned with – I thought Reed, you know, he kind of played the, – the last two years I didn't feel like were his best um, – you know, in Houston, I know a lot of that is like, that's Houston, right? The Houston system is not really conducive and hasn't been the past couple years. I mean, they've been a shit show and, and a fire sale on defense, but, uh, you know, his, his play steadily declined, declined, declined. His first two years popped out on the scene from Stanford. Now all of a sudden the chiefs are going to be counting on him, you know, in a real, real type of way, um, you know, to not only support their defense, but really kind of run the secondary, because that's what Matthew was doing, was running the secondary for them in his time there. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, no, I like the signing, Chad. I really do. I got you. I got you. Um, Last one that we kind of have here written down before we can get into some other guys also, this isn't even one I really want to talk about, but just Charvarius Ward, three years, $42 from the 49ers. I mean, this is just a team saying, hey, we need a corner. Who's the best available corner we can go get? <laughs> and to me, if the answer is Charvarius Ward 3 for 42, then you need to find a better answer. Because that's not – look, I don't think that it's a crippling signing, but when you're talking about you know, a team like the 49ers who right now they're not dealing with – I'm trying to pull up their cap numbers right now. They're not dealing with an abundance of cap space. They have um, – I mean, hell, they're actually below it. They're or they're over the cap. They're eleven million over the cap right now. So these moves are moves that they need to hit with for sure. And I don't think that getting, you know, Tarvarius Ward for fourteen million dollars a season or roundabout there, is is conducive to a winning team by any means. Any any thoughts on the Ward deal from you? Um. No, I think I think I I, I agree with you. Look at the best you know corner that you can get, but. But Chad, if if you look at the JC Jackson money, is it that much yeah. difference from Javarius I mean, that, Ward? Yeah, literally. It, 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 it's it, it's it's a little bit mind. I mean, maybe maybe JC didn't want to go to the 49ers, right? And I and I get that. Um, it's a rich deal, but 
good for him, I guess. He almost makes me feel like J.C. Jackson was in for a bargain, you know? Like, yeah. No, uh, absolutely. I think J.C. Jackson was a bargain, honestly. Right, because we were talking 22.5 for him a year, and he... And now He's it's down around 16. 17, 16 and a half. Yeah. So, I mean, that, yeah. No, that's perfect to me. Yeah. But, um, all right, boss. So, I got, all right. So, we're going to actually go through these. I forgot to do this earlier, but we're going to go through them, give a grade on each of these signings, okay? Each of these five okay. signings that we've kind of talked about. Mitchell Trubisky, what's your grade? B. Oof. I'm going C minus. Wow. I, if you can get, if I, I just think you should have gotten Garoppolo, um, or someone just better. That, uh, that would have been the A minus, but they didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to me, even I mean, I, I know, I know, I'm not allowed to say it, but even Wentz to me, I felt like would have been a better pickup than Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> but whatever, whatever. I know I'm alone uh, in that one. I, I, I give up. I mean, hell, Gardner Minshew for less than a million, I wouldn't have minded either. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Uh, Hassan Reddick, though, three for forty-five from the Eagles. What are you giving it? B plus. Yep, I'm going A minus. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. I for me, the A minus is kind of a caveat on, hey, are they actually going to be able to change their defense around a little bit? Yep. Or is he just going to be, hey, here's four guys. They're going to rush you for seventy snaps and probably not get your hands on the quarterback at all. Yep. So. Uh, Marcus Williams to the Ravens. I'm going to go first. I'm going to say A- minus as well. I think this was a really good deal for them and a much-needed signing. I'm giving it a B plus. Okay. Just, not like, just the, the money. You're not quite there. You're not handing out those A's like I am. You're not handing out those. No. You, you actually have standards compared to me. You actually have standards. <laughs> um, Tarvarius Ward, 3 for 42. C, or I'm going to say D. I'm giving it a D. Alright, I'm not going as low as you. I'm giving it a I'm giving it a C. However, that agent gets an A plus. He probably probably the same agent as Christian Kirk. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then Justin Reed, three years, thirty one. Talk to me, boss. What are you giving it? A. A. I like wow. this. Wow, okay. I, I like this. They they need help on that secondary. I think it's been a re, a, a recurring theme here for the past few mm. years. I yeah. like Justin Reed as a football player. I'll take that A. Uh, even even though I I feel like you're going for like a B here. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm talking. I'm thinking C plus. Honestly, I just wow. as I said, okay. as I said, I just thought his play really declined in the last two years. And granted, you could say that's Houston's defense for sure. But um, I, I mean, I'll gladly be wrong, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but just for right now, I'm giving it. I'm giving it that C plus. Boss, we got one more topic we need to discuss real quickly on this episode, and that is Mr. Deshaun Watson, the quarterback of currently the Houston Texans. The latest reporting that I've seen um, is that three teams have, like there are a bunch of teams that have submitted offers, obviously. Four. What were you going to say there's four of? Four teams. That are in contention? Yes, there's a fourth team. Atlanta? Yes, they are yeah. they are yep. interviewing him tomorrow. Yeah, so what I, I was going to say is, from what I've seen is, Josina Anderson reported, and that's funny because I never really shot out the reporters, but I just remembered this one because it was so random. But uh, she said that Panthers, Saints, and Browns have all submitted offers yep. that the Texans would approve in a trade, and now it's basically Watson's pick of those three. To be fair... Like you said, Atlanta has yet to meet with them, so I doubt that they've probably fully submitted an offer. No, 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 no. They have submitted an offer because Houston oh. is not even wasting time. In, oh, unless in, you in have an way, offer. Unless you have an offer. So okay. Shout out to um, Houston for and, and, that. So, yeah, the NFC South is all in on, on Deshaun Watson. Um, he He's no longer going to face criminal charges. Uh, yeah. Only civil, which you know he he's gonna pay his way out. Which I, I don't want to bring that topic in, in, into the podcast. If you agree nope. with me, Chad. All right. You um, know how I feel. Yeah. I'm good with moving. Uh, <laughs> look, man. This this is an instant upgrade. I I don't really care about what you have to say 
as far as his off the field issues this guy will instantly make your team a much better football team because he is in talent wise look chat i'm not gonna say top five anymore because there are so many freaking good quarterbacks now uh so i'll give him top 10 I'll give him top 10. Because last year, we didn't even consider a guy like Joe Burrow like top 5. Now, you got to think about it, right? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. He's a top 10 quarterback without any 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 complaints or gripes from me. Uh, so, man, go, go get him. People live too much in the moment, man. Michael Vick came back from federal prison. Like, yes, we don't did. give a shit. We don't yes, give a did. shit. Um, if I'm the Saints, I really want him. If I'm the Browns, I really, really want him. God, yeah. if I'm Watson, I'm not sure if I want to go to Atlanta, but it's close to home. So, and then of course Carolina. Um, I, I, I've heard the asking price starts at three first. It probably involves some starters, kind of like the Russell Wilson trade. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be big when it happens. And I've also heard that some free agents are holding out to see where he goes, and that includes Teron Armstead. Yeah, exactly. And I was gonna, you know, circling this all the way back to the Dolphins. I think that's a guy who. If, you know, depending on where Deshaun Watson goes, if he doesn't go to New Orleans, I think that could yep. open up to Ron Armstead's availability to a team that has cap space still, maybe like Miami. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, I saw, a, 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 and like you said, I don't really want to get into the particulars of the criminal charges because, honestly, I don't know anything about really what's going on, so I would feel like we're doing a disservice. And plus, that's not yep. really what we focus on on this podcast. Mm -hmm. um, we like to talk about the on the field because that's just a lot simpler for us to understand. But I yes. saw I saw people who were saying, "Oh man, like someone better ask the New Orleans uh, media if they trade for him. Like how were they? How did they do this? Like how do they stomach being able to do this yeah. or something like that?" When you win, when you win a Super Bowl, and you're back in contention. You don't give two fucks. Yeah, like hey guys, Sorry. we're able to get. And, and I know you said top ten. To me, I still think he's top five. Um, uh, okay. You know because he's just. I mean. I think it kind of works both ways. Like, yes, he hasn't played football in a year, but also that also means we kind of forgot a little bit of how good this guy actually is. Um, I, I think it's just more of like there are a lot, there are other guys no, that are not in that contention. Yep. You know, that that's just yeah. yeah. No, I agree with that. I think there are definitely more guys in that top tier mix, but he is one hundred percent firmly in it himself. Uh, yeah, for sure. And if you're able to get one of those guys, like kind of like what we said, like. I don't want to be a dick and say that these people, these owners don't give a shit. But guess what? If he goes out and wins a Super Bowl, no one's going to be fucking asking about those civil cases. I can fucking people, promise you that. Hey, Michael Vick yeah. is like I a mean, host at I Fox. He works on know, the fucking Fox and, show. And, and we're going to worry about a guy that has to settle civil cases? Yeah. I'm sorry. What is it? G-T-F-O-H. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've already established, like, we've been on this for a while here. People in the moment, that is the worst possible time to ask about how someone's, you know, overall image or character or any of this shit is changed because we're going to go to the, the extreme um, in moments like that for sure. Right. Last last question for the pod, boss. Where do you think he ends mm. up? Because we'll probably know by the time we shoot our next episode. Where is Watson you know, I, end up? I, I thought the Panthers were for sure... But if I'm him, I'm strongly considering New Orleans. So where do I think he's going to end up? Chat, hit me. It's going to be New Orleans. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm going to say, you know, honestly, I think New Orleans is probably most likely. And right now, from all the reporting I've seen, it's New Orleans and Carolina are the two. Yeah. I think Carolina more so out of, it's kind of for opposite reasons, New Orleans be, for Watson because he liked the situation. Carolina out of desperation, I think, more appeasing to Houston. Um, even though, of course, it'll appease to Watson because that's his hometown or home area. Um, I'm going to say Cleveland, though, because I just really hope mm. he goes to Cleveland because I think, <laughs> I really think that would be awesome. I so really does Tom Brady. Awesome. So does Tom Brady. I'll yeah, no, absolutely. Right <laughs> Absolutely, but uh, hey, Chad. Qu quick question, though. I just I got okay. one more question for you. No, talk if, to me. You always got time New, for one more. If if New Orleans is the place, does uh, our boy Sean Payne come out of retirement next year? Man, I mean year. that's that's the crazy. Not this thing. year. 
Well, I, to me, I think it'd be a dick move for him to then retire for one year. And then let's say they actually do all right, and then Peyton's like, yeah, Dennis, Dennis <laughs> Allen, I let you I let you ride the bike for a year, but I'm taking this shit back. Hey, Fuck he's that. done it before when they had the whole uh, the hitting Oh, the bounty gate. I just said the bounty gate. Yeah. yeah, where's Greg Williams when we need him? Where's Greg Williams for a year? Or no, no, no. He wasn't even. Or no, Allen Greg, served as the Greg, coach. Greg, yeah, Greg Williams yeah. was also suspended for the year yeah. that year. So, uh, uh, all right, boss man, shout out to Greg Williams and those boys. Um, Streety, by the way, still pissed off about that game to this day. Um, <laughs> as as if NFL contracts are not paid for players to hit other players. Um, but whatever, it's a story for another day. Story playoff game, and you think you need extra incentive to hit a quarterback? All right, whatever. Um, <laughs> We will talk to you guys next week. We're probably going to have a whole bunch more free agency news. Guys, we are going to eventually get to the AFC you know, season recap. But as you all know, there's just been too much going on. And we got to talk about the, the, the time-sensitive stuff now. You know, the, the, season's always, the season's already over, and it'll be that way for a while. So we got some time for that. But now let's enjoy free agency. Absolutely. Ciao. All right.